Hello and great to be back for another edition of uh, Two Is News, the podcast brought to you by the Newcastle Herald and with the support of our sponsor, West Group. Thank you very much to West Group for their continued support. I'm Barry Tui, and alongside me, as usual, wait for it, is, <laughs> is a man with uh, what one of our listeners, actually, is now referring to as Sir Simon of Software. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Simon of Software. It's happened. Simon McCarthy. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. You've been, Feeling you've been knighted. I've been knighted, yeah. Finally some recognition. <laughs> <laughs> you've got uh, John Pritchard. John Pritchard. G'day, John. G'day, John. You'll be listening, I'm sure. Uh, you've got him to thank for that one. Legend. He's got a few more for me too, so uh, there might be a few over the next few weeks. Save, <laughs> save me having to try and think about it. Anyway, look, uh, a massive weekend coming up, or a massive Saturday coming up for Newcastle Knights fans, home at McDonald Jones Stadium. Not only do uh, the NRL team come up against the Melbourne Storm, um, but we've also got the, uh, the club's NRLW side to be captained by their star fullback, Tamika Upton. They'll begin their premiership defence against St. George Illawarra, preceding the uh, the men's game, the NRL game. I think the girls kick off at 3.10, um, and the NRL game must be 5.30, I think, or f- close enough to it. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, fantastic. That'll be, there'll be a massive crowd, hopefully a good day. But given the fact that we had 18,000 there or over 18,000 there on um, <coughs> Friday night for the, um, for the game against the West Tigers, I think there'll be, there could be 25 plus if it's a good day <coughs> on, uh, on Saturday afternoon for the double header, the women's opening round game against the Dragons, as I said, at 3.10 and then the, uh, the men's taking on the Melbourne Storm at, um, at 5.30 and, and, I was only thinking the other day about an, maybe a, an omen or an omen for um, the, the Knights men's NRL team. Um, Newcastle's lost 11 consecutive games against the Melbourne Storm, which is the same number. Simon, if you're listening, you still here? Still here, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the same number. I got you there, didn't I? You it's, did get it, yes. <laughs> it's the same number, obviously, um, of consecutive losses that the Knights went into the 1997 grand final against Manly. Um, they hadn't hadn't beaten Manly in 11 games prior to that grand final. So maybe I'm just looking for positive omen, a positive omen for this week. 11, 11 consecutive losses to the Storm, maybe um, Saturday night or late Saturday afternoon, Saturday night is the, uh, is the day the hoodoo was broken. Uh, Melbourne in good form at the moment and the Knights are coming off a, uh, two straight wins, which is the first time they've done that in, well, since the start of last season. So it'll be a big game and uh, yeah, it'll be a great game. And, and obviously with the girls on beforehand, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be a massive occasion uh, out there at the stadium. Okay. We've obviously got the Twitter mailbag to come. Uh, at the end of this, but uh, after this, we'll be catching up with a premiership winner, a Knights premiership winner from the past, after this. We're recording this. Here he is. Bruno. Hey, Phil. Hey, Bess. Are we on? Are we recording? You're ready for us, are you? Hey, mate, if you're ready, we can call me back. Oh, we are sort of recording, but I've, I've got a little intro to read first before... Uh, 
And our guests this week, Knights Prop, Daniel Safidi, Nathan Ross, Jared Mullen, Anthony Seabold, Jaden Braley. It's a great privilege to have uh, Tim Zhu, Mark Hughes. Hello, Hughesy. Mitchell Pierce, the greatest knight of all time. Paul Harrigan, good morning. Kurt Gidley, welcome to the podcast, kids. The one and only Kirk Reynoldson. Hello, Renner. Mate, I've been waiting my whole life for this, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> our guest today, well, he's a former, as I said, he's a former premiership winner from the Knights. Uh, we've got to go back to 2001 grand final. He played 5-8 in the premiership winning team. Sean Rudder. How are you, Ruds? Good, Barry. How you going? I'm very well, mate. You're, you're, we're talking, we're in, you're in the car at the moment, I think in Melbourne somewhere or on your way to Melbourne. Is that right? I'm heading into Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we've got a bit of noise there, but we'll see how we go with it. Um, yeah, good to catch up, mate. What's happening in your life at the moment? Uh, mate, just family mostly, like, couple of little kids and, um, yeah, just work and family takes up pretty much all my time. Are you selling cars? Is that what you're doing down there? Yeah, I work in uh, Bendigo for uh, Mazda there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So how long have you been in Melbourne? Not long after you hung the boots up, finally. Yeah, yeah, after I finished up with uh, the Marines. Yes, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about your career. Mate, uh, 131 top-grade games for the Newcastle Knights. You you debuted in 1998. You're a Singleton boy, mate. How, how did you come to sign at the Knights? Uh, well, I was a junior at the Knights, so I played Harold Martin, so, yeah. So they, they scouted you from Singleton, did they? Yeah, 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 so I played, yeah, I played... Harold Matthews in uh, 94, yep, and then went through, played SG Ball, Jersey Flag, so, yeah. Did you win any comps going through the junior system? No, we didn't. We came very close. We got beaten by, uh, in SG Ball, we got beaten by a very good Roosters team that had Anthony Minicello in it and... Dean Witters and a couple of really good players in it. Yeah. Yep. What about your sides going through, mate? Who did you play with along the way? Uh, so, so, Simo I played with. Yep, Steve Simpson, yep. Yep, Simo. Uh, I played with my younger brother. My younger brother was a really good player. and played uh, reserve grade for Newcastle. So, he was in my team. Um... Trying to think who else. I think that's it. Me and Simo played first grade. Uh, Benny Donaldson uh, was sort of on the fringes of first grade there at the time. Yep. So 1998, I mentioned 98 because that's when you made your debut, I think, um, in round 17. Uh, 1998 against Penrith. Uh, you remember that game? It was 13 all draw. My cousin Jody played for Penrith. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my cousin was Jody Paul. Yep. Was a pretty good player. Penrith. He played uh, a couple of rep games too for City. Um, yeah, I just remember, yeah, I was, I was, went on basically in the back row and came on and tried to do a million things all at once. And uh, yeah, I just remember how out of breath I was. And, yeah. What about um, 
did you have a position then, Rudge? Because I mean, you played you played seven NRL, well, seven top grade games would have been New South Wales probably or ARL games back then. But you played three of those seven were on the wing. I can imagine, and you came off the bench for the other four. Did you have a position, or you were filled in everywhere? Like I was a 5'8", my whole life, basically, yeah, that's how I ended up getting a start on the wing in that year when they were short a couple of players when, um, when Adam and Duval and Robbie O were uh, spending a bit of time on the sideline. Oh, yeah, suspended. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you played, um, I think, in 1999, you played 24 games in the top grade. 2000, you played 22 games in the top grade. But obviously, the Johns brothers probably dominated the halves at, at, at that stage. You were probably sort of pushed around here and there position-wise. Those couple of years, I mostly played uh, in the back row. Yep. Uh, we played maybe a couple of times in the centres, but predominantly I played yeah, in the back row. Um, I get some bulk up a little bit, and um, yeah. And then when when uh, Matthew uh, unfortunately had to move on, um, yeah, I just put my hand up to go back. Yeah, well, you played, um, I think you played three games on the wing. This is your NRL or New South Wales Rugby League ARL career. You played three games on the wing. You played 66 games at 5'8", five at halfback, four at hooker, 23 at second row, three at lock, and 28 off the bench. So you, you didn't, there wasn't too many positions you missed, mate. You could have, if you if you'd have been asked, I'm sure you would have. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was happy to be a team player and to, and to play first grade. Um, I think most players will tell you that they play, basically play anywhere to play at the, at the best level they can. So, no, I wasn't, wasn't fast. Um, I, did, yeah, I did have a preference, uh, but I did think of myself as, as basically a 5-8 block uh, through my career. But, yeah. When we had other players that were better in those positions, um, you know, I was happy to fill in wherever I could. Well, you, 2001, you mentioned, obviously, Matty Johns was moved on. Uh, well, there wasn't enough room in the salary cap for him at the end of 2000. We lost a couple of big-name players. Actually, Butts also finished up in 2000, and that was after that loss to, I think, the Roosters in the in the semis. So... You um you basically made the five eight spot. I think you played halfback a few games in in two thousand and one as well. But you made five eighth your spot outside Andrew Johns, mate, and and a fantastic season. Obviously, culminated with the 
with the uh, the win over win over the Eels in the grand final. Um, not too many people can remember, probably don't remember the qualifying final that year made against the Sydney Roosters, who knocked the Knights out the previous year. You you flogged them forty to six. Uh, they had, I think, Brad Fittler, uh, Craig Wing, Minicello, Adrian Morley, Brian Fletcher. Uh, who else was in their side? Craig Fitzgibbon, Luke Rickardson. So they still had a real quality side. And uh, you guys beat them 40 to 6 in the qualifying final. So that was probably gave you the confidence that game to, to maybe go on and, and win the comp. Yeah, I think it's the back end of the year. I'm like, Andrew had that little period where he was um, injured. Um, so yeah, I filled in a half back for a little while. And obviously, Andrew's uh, shoes are pretty big to fill. So uh, we had a, yeah, a couple of um, losses there. We didn't do so well. But obviously, once we got him back on the park, I think, um, yeah, we'll probably the form team going into the finals. Even though Parramatta have had a fantastic full year, um, I think. We were really confident, yeah, when we had that big win over the Roosters uh, at home in Newcastle. Um, oh, we, we, knew, we knew we had the team to beat Parramatta. Yeah, and and um, every man his dog was tipping Parramatta because, as you said, they had a great year. I think they only lost four or five games, if that. Um, broke all sorts of records, point scoring records and what, what, what not. But you guys um, blew them away in the in the first half, mate. Um, in that grand final, and you threw the the final pass for a couple of tries. So a couple of try assists in the grand final um, finished off a pretty good year for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah obviously that's where you want to finish the year winning the grand final. So um, yeah, it was fantastic. We had a, we had a great team at that time. Um, I think um, one of the additions. Around that Yeah, well, I, I, Joey probably disagree, but I thought, and a lot of people still think that, and BK, I'm sure, still, <laughs> well, I know he does, still thinks that he probably should have won the uh, Clive Churchill medal, actually. Um, but Joey played super as well, obviously, and, and um, yeah, you mentioned the first half, or well, was 20, what was it, 24 nil at half time, or whatever, or 24, whatever it was at half time. Um, yeah, you, you, you blew them off the park. Mate, you, you, um, you played, I think, 24 games in, in 2002 and 25 in 2003, which was your final year in, in first grade at the Knights. Um, well, it was your final year at the Knights because you went to England the following year. I think your last game was a big loss to um, to the Roosters in a, in a qualifying final in the semis. Joey wasn't playing. Um, could you have played longer 
in the NRL, mate? Could I have? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was uh, the reason why you went to England then? Um, she wanted to spend some time overseas, so yeah, we, we made the decision to um, have a crack over there while we were still young. And, um, yeah. Well, I think you you played at um, you played at Castleford and you played at uh, Catlins. Uh, so you you spent spent a bit of time in a, in a few different places playing rugby league, forty uh, odd games, I think in the um, in the Super League over there, and then then you um, did a bit of something different. You've decided to go and play a bit of rugby, mate. Yeah, when I came home from France, I, yeah, moved to Sydney and um, I had yeah, some good friends growing up that played uh, rugby union, so um, I thought I'd, yeah, have a crack and do something a little bit different. So ended up um, playing a season for Southern Districts in the Sydney rugby comp and yeah, I really enjoyed uh, my time playing rugby. It's um, yeah, a lot of people will say it's very league, and it is in some ways, but in other ways, it's very similar to, especially, especially for Max. Yeah. What about did you did you play rugby in Japan and also in France at any stage? I didn't play rugby in France, but um, I played league for the Netherlands. Um, I had a couple of good friends when I was over there, actually. Um, one of them's now the All Blacks coach, uh, Razor. He was Scott Robinson. He was playing for um, Urban Young yep. at that time. Yeah. Um, so well, I used to go to some of the rugby games over there and Rugby in France is obviously a lot, lot bigger than the league. Uh, they used to get big crowds. Uh, they used to be pretty good games. They played some pre attacking rugby over there in the club competition. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed going to those games. And yeah, I had the opportunity uh, to go to Japan and play rugby. I didn't get the, I didn't play that many games. I was injured for a lot of the period, but um, I was a fantastic time over there to have a piece there and experience over there. Yeah, so you saw saw a bit of the world while you were still still able and playing playing footy, mate. You, you mentioned Southern Districts. Well, you came back and and then ended up at Newtown playing New South Wales Cup, and and from there, I think you might have even played a, in a grand final. Um, for Newtown, and before you got a an unexpected call up from the Sydney from the Sydney Roosters in two thousand and eight for one game, can you remember what what can you remember about that little period? Uh, yeah, the Jets. Um, look, the Jets uh, they're a fantastic organisation. Like they just the people there, they're like. They're like the pure heart of rugby league. They just love it. Um, um, I had a great coach there, Greg Madison. Um, we were obviously like the feeder team or the reserve grade team for um, the Roosters at the time. They didn't, didn't have a reserve grade team. So, um, yeah, just Roosters obviously had a great team around that time. 
So you you um part of a bit of history, mate. Well, someone someone worked it out, Rudds, that it was one thousand seven hundred and forty nine day days between your that that NRL game and the previous NRL game you'd played. <laughs> so it was a f- fair stint. What about when you? It was a bit of a culture shock too. Oh, was it? I can imagine. After a win at Newcastle, like we would, uh, there'd be a, we'd have a sh- go in and have a shower, have a beer, have a you know quick ice bath, um, and basically that was it. We'd head off to the club or whatever. But um, the game to the Roosters, I like, finished up and then basically went to the sheds. They had basically a set meal that you had to have, and then. Basically, had to go off. You had to do about half an hour, forty minutes of ice in your bars, and then you jumped in the pool to do laps in the pool, be a recovery. I think the whole recovery for about an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see where you yeah. got a bit of a shock. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that that was the way the game was heading at that time, like. Then you came back to Newcastle, mate. You had, a, I think, you might have had a season with uh, the West Rosellas and finished up, as you mentioned earlier, with uh, Merriweather Carlton, the Greens in in the local rugby comp. You got you got everything out of um, your body, mate, career wise. You you strung it out and and saw a few places, and you must be pretty happy with the way your footy career finished, or not only finished but started and and went and finished. You'd be pretty happy with what you did. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely. Uh, a lot of real highs. Um, obviously, yeah, some low points, like going to England was, um, I had a few uh, niggling injuries, and I had some surgeries, and then got over there, I think I, the period that I played at Newcastle, I missed hardly any games, and then I had um, three lots of surgery in six months after moving to England, so... Yeah, okay, um, made it hard then, yeah. Yeah, definitely some... Low points, but um, 
definitely outweighed by the high points. Um, playing in, uh, you know, playing in that grand final team with all those great players. Uh, you know, the time I had in France was unbelievable. Like setting up a new team for the Super League, uh, we had a, we had a great time there. Won a, like a local competition over there. That was that was a great time. And, uh, coming back and spending a bit of time at Newtown and then, and then playing a bit of local rugby. Yeah. Good stuff. I bet it was. I'm, I'm sure you get. I'm sure you get asked. Probably still get asked this a little bit. Maybe not so much in Melbourne, but um, whenever you come back this way, you know, people would ask you the same question. I imagine. What was it like playing outside Andrew Johns? I'm sure you would have copped the odd spray like everyone else did. Yeah, yeah, I, I sort of, I, I don't know if you watched the um, the documentary on Michael Jordan uh, on Netflix. Um, yeah. Probably Joey, not to that extent, because I think Jordan was almost like, yeah, another level. But the expectation that he had for the players around him. You know, it was very sort of similar mindset. You wanted to win and, and, you know, sort of build up everyone around him to get it there and get it done. And you did, which was fantastic. Good on you, Rudd. It's been great to catch up. The reception's not sensational, but uh, we got through it, mate, and, and didn't drop out, which I was worried about at times. But um, great to um, great to hear from you again and, and best of luck with whatever else is happening in your life down there. Thanks, Rudd. See you, mate. There he is, Sean Rudder, and I've got to apologise again. That um, yeah, it wasn't great sound, was it? Can you? You're the. Hang on, you're the technical whiz. Surely you can do something with that. I'm. Look, I'm a whiz. I'm not a wizard. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Your your reputation's at stake here. Your reputation's at stake. You've got you've got to be able to. Fiddle around with those knobs to, to <laughs> fiddle with the dials. Eh, to Press try and, the buttons to try and um, try and get rid of some of that back, background noise. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting that to come out like it's you know like he's been in the studio with us. Oh yeah, it'll be crisp, crisp. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, as I say, apologies for that, and um, send all your adverse mail to. Simon McCarthy, don't worry about sending them back to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> as I say, he's a technical whiz, so I'm, I'm trusting that he'll be able to do something with that to fix it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Righto, the Twitter mailbag. Um, Scott Burton, I believe the Knights had a crack at getting Scott Fulton to the club before he joined the Tigers. Given the crap 
that is going on at the Tigers at the moment. Other Knights having a second crack at him. Uh, I'm not sure, Scott. I don't know what the contractual situation is with Scott Fulton. I would imagine, given that the Tigers brought him in, the actual hierarchy, the board uh, brought him in there. I know that there's dramas down there with him and Benji Marshall, um, obviously, but um, at this stage, there's been no talk of Scott Fulton leaving the Tigers, so I doubt the Knights have even uh, approached that situation, even though they are looking or they will be headhunting a new recruitment boss at some stage, probably in the off-season. Um this is from Defender. Is Will Price a potential wing option? A couple of young sharks are looking for a gig. We do worse than grab one of them. Um, Will Price, the young guy from England that's coming out next year. Look, he he's uh, well, he's probably big enough to play on the wing. I I I think they'll be looking at him maybe as initially as a five eighth option though, uh, rather than a winger. But potentially there's there's. Uh, there's a possibility, I suppose. As far as I know, they're still in the market for an outside back. I don't know who they they're going to get. I'm not sure the club knows who they're going to get yet. But um, uh, whether it's one of the couple of young sharks that you haven't named, but um, that you mention, I'm sure there's some younger players out there that are looking for a first grade gig. So we'll just have to wait and see. Random Knights idiot. <laughs> Give someone at the club a tip about. PNG Kummel's winger Robert Derby or Derby. Next time you swing by, Bass. Next time I swing by, he's at the Cowboys right now, off contract. Well, to be honest with you, random nights, idiot. I haven't um, seen or heard much about Robert Derby or Derby, uh, however he pronounces his name, probably Derby. Um, but I'm sure if he's off contract, then they'll have him on the list if they think that he's someone that uh, could help the place. Uh, ben Purser, uh, a prop recruitment for next year. I think we need one at least of first grade quality to assist the two Safs and Leo. Eddie Blacker from Penrith, from Penrith is off contract for next year. You heard any whispers? No, I haven't heard any whispers, Ben, about Eddie Blacker. But uh, as I said just then, if, uh, if, if someone's off contract, um, then I'm sure he's on a list uh, that the Knights are looking at, even though they've only got a couple of positions to fill. Uh, but I don't know whether Blacker is on, the, on in the, you know, a target, put it that way. Uh, James Brereton, uh, Tuala, Hunt, Maps, Armstrong, Miller and Gagai could shift to wing. Why do we need to buy extras? Uh, well, Heimel Hunt, is off contract. So is Tawala at this stage, uh, even though I think they're, well, they are trying to re-sign um, Anari Tawala. I'll, I'll be surprised if Heimel Hunt gets re-signed. Um, poor Christian mapalangi has been out for the whole year and came back for one game and redid his shoulder again, so he won't probably won't play again this year. Um, Armstrong is an interesting one, uh, playing fullback in New South Wales Cup, probably the quickest player in the club, but not very big. That might go against him. Miller's, well, he's played on the wing in first grade for Cronulla, so he's obviously a, an option. Gagai, well, do you shift him away from the centre? He's been very, very good all season, Dane Gagai. Um, yeah, look, they, they they believe that they need someone, another outside back, so I'm pretty sure they're going to sign one. Uh, I'm just not sure who at this stage. Um uh, 
Lord Cabbage Mark II. Anything in the Adam Clune rumours to Hull FC? Um, yeah, I think there is actually Lord Cabbage. I think um, Hull are keen on Adam Clune. Um, that's the talk from over there. Whether whether he's prepared to go to England or not, I'm not 100% sure. A bit of talk that maybe he's not. Uh, and I know the Knights haven't totally discounted re-signing Adam Clune for next season. So, um, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I'm just not sure how far down the track or if they're down the track at all as far as um, Clune going to England. I think he'd be um, very, very good over there. He's in good form, Adam. Um, seen him play the last three or four New South Wales Cup games and he's uh, he's playing very, very well. So if I'm the Knights, I'm probably – well, I, I would be trying to keep him, but uh, – I guess we'll wait and see what pans out there. Marty, hi, Baz. Do you think Latia Mokadreki, oh, I've probably pronounced that wrong, Mokadreki, um, he's the, the big tall winger in New South Wales Cup for, that signed um, from the Cowboys mid-season. Do you think he will replace Dom Young next year? Um, I'm not sure, Marty. I'm not sure whether they're going to be able to re-sign him or not, to be honest. Um, I don't know that they're looking at him to be that outside back that they're looking to sign, but we'll wait and see. Um, He's certainly got the physique for it. Um, He's tall, can score a try, so have to wait and see. Maybe how he goes in the back end of the season. This is from Simo. Will you still accept the Denny Levi player swap for the rest of 2023? Um, no, I think that's done and dusted as far as I know, Simo. The answer to that. Alex, do you know who we're looking at to replace Dom Young for next year? We're looking at someone, Alex, but I don't know who it is. Um, so I can't really narrow it down at this stage, and I don't know that the club's narrowed it down, to be honest, because they've just missed out on... Adam Pompey from the Warriors, who was was a big target for them, so um, probably dragged it back to the drawing board a little bit there. Uh, the Axe, with Ponga moving back to fullback and it hopefully being permanent, do you see Will Price slotting in at 5'8 and Gamble moving to 14? Does this leave Man to find another club? Um Look, I think we'll. I think they'll look at Will Price maybe as a five eight next year. Remembering that Will Price is only twenty, um, so he's he'll be twenty one next year. First year in the NRL, I doubt that he would start at five eight. Put it that way. Uh, if Tyson Gamble's fit and going okay, then he'll probably um, still be five eight initially. But we'll just have to wait and see how quickly Will Price develops. He may not be ready to play NRL straight away when he gets here, but. Um, you know, that's that's a sort of a crystal ball sort of question. It's a bit hard to answer at the moment. As for Kurt Mann, look, I'll be surprised if Kurt Mann's re-signed, put it that way. Um, the club hasn't said no completely, but um, like I say, I'll be surprised if he's re-signed. Uh, Tom Binky, can I please have Peter Parr's number? <laughs> I have some recruitment targets. Oh, we're all... Big on the recruitment today. Uh, recruitment targets from my black book. I'd like to send him. Tom Jenkins and Sean Bloor are two names I'd give to him free of charge. 
Tom Jenkins is the young Penrith winger um, who's done all right in the last when he's been when he's filled in. And Sean Bloor, I think, plays well. He's a middle, plays lock for the Tigers. Um, yeah, not sure about either of those, Tom. Um, who knows? Maybe Jenkins might be someone they might look at. I'm not 100 sure. Max McKinney. The Herald's Max McKinney's bloody got in this week. What are you doing in the inbox, Max? With Get the, out. With a, <laughs> with a question. Who will be your first NRLW guest? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, well, like, like I said before, the NRLW kicks off this week, so we will look at um, getting someone from the NRLW on if the if the players' ban is allows us to at the moment. I'm not sure that – well, the girls can speak earlier in the week, but um, – We'll see. Max, thanks for that, mate. Um, Matt from Brisbane asks, since you joined Twitter, have you noticed a spike in your drinking? (laughs) A spike in your drinking after answering some of the retention and player signing questions each week. (laughs) Well, if I did, I'd be uh, drinking a fair bit this week, given some of the questions. Um, Yeah, not really, Matt. I don't mind a drink, though. Um. Yeah, there has been a few though, and uh, I wish I could answer them, but that really, it's um, I'm not on the retention committee at the nights, unfortunately. It's a bit hard. <laughs> uh, lucky it's not a video podcast; we wouldn't be able to air it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to hide the alcohol under the table. You, uh, Pete's rant. Do you think Hetherington should be dropped for poor discipline? Also, who will replace Fitzy next season? Okay. Um, yeah, quite a few on here, on, on particularly on Twitter, on social media after the game last week, uh, blowing up about um, Jack Hetherington being sent to the sin bin for something dumb, it was dumb, that he did. Uh, slapped um, one, of the, one of the players in the face, actually, and got sent to the sin bin, um, even though he got a penalty. Prior to that, so it was very, very dumb. Look, I think, unlike a few people uh, on social media, I think Jack Hetherington is starting to hit some form. Um, like I keep telling people, he didn't have an off-season, but I just think he offers a bit of a difference coming off the bench. He's got a bit of leg speed. Uh, he's got an offload, but I do agree that like the club can't afford him to be going, get, going to the sin bin for ridiculous acts I mean, they can't afford him to be going to sin bin full stop but for ridiculous stuff he needs to get that out of his game and he's got a history of getting into trouble with referees and being sent to the bin so they need him they need him on the field and um, provided he um, I guess gets his, his aggro or if you want to call it aggro or um, that sort of the way he plays if he channels that in the right direction um, the aggression was the word I was after. If he channels that right, then uh, he can be a really good acquisition for the club. But, um, yeah, spending time in the bins certainly uh, won't endear him to anyone, in particular the coach. Uh, red and blue blood. Can you ask Dom Young nicely to show us or show us a backflip? Every night's fan wants to see one from him. I'm, now, I'm presuming you don't mean an actual backflip on the field. You're talking about a backflip as in not going to the Roosters, which has been asked a fair bit of the time. Uh, sorry, red and blue blood, that's not going to happen. He's definitely going to the Roosters. 
Uh, this is from Grant. Is Will Price playing much in Super League? Question. I know he had a big suspension. Uh, I did some research on Will Price there a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, the big suspension you talk about was that was a 10-game suspension, but that was last season that um, he he uh, served that suspension. I know he got dropped um, out of the main team earlier this season. But, look, Will Price, as I said, he's he's. 20 years old, he debuted in the Super League as an 18-year-old. He's played 40-something Super League games. Um, I think he's played uh, a dozen of those at fullback. He's played probably a, a dozen or close enough to it um, at 5 Um He's played almost that many at halfback. The fact that he's still only 20 means he debuts as an 18-year-old. So, uh, look, I think he's got a big upside, Will Price. He's got size. Um, so I don't think there's any dramas about um, even if he is getting dropped over there. He's still, as I say, he's still only 20. Um, and he's got a lot to learn. And he'll learn it p- pretty quickly out here. Don't worry about that. So uh, big scope for improvement from him. Uh, Liam James, hey Baz, do you think it will be difficult for the Knights NRLW team to win the comp again after the departure of some quality players? Yeah, I do, Liam. I think it's going to be more difficult. It's always more difficult once you're the Premiers to defend the title. Simple as that. And there's more teams in the comp, so the the talent is spread out a little bit. Uh, I think the Sydney Roosters, I'm not sure, I haven't looked at a, a um, betting card for the NRLW, but I reckon the Roosters will be favourite at the moment. Um, they've picked up a few, as the Roosters tend to do. Um, Knights will still be very, very competitive, though, so I'm still expecting them to um, you know, go really well. But to answer your question, yeah, it will be difficult. My word, it will be. Um, and we'll just Saints will be pretty strong, too, so we'll just have to see. Uh, we'll get a bit of a gauge anyway on the weekend as to where the Knights are, are sitting at this stage early on. Uh, Joel Southgate, any reason why Christian Mapapalangi is not in New South Wales Cup side for this week's game? Yeah, he's he's redone his shoulder, Joel. He had a shoulder reconstruction in the off-season. Um, hasn't been on the field at all. Played New South Wales Cup, Cup the week before last and redid the shoulder. So um, I'd be surprised... Unless it's only minor, which I haven't really heard, but um, he might he might be out for the season, um, which would be very disappointing for him because he's a he's a uh, very good young talent. Kyle Whit- Witten, do you actually think Dom would be considering a backflip? No, Kyle, I'm not thinking that he will. So people need to get that out of their heads that um, maybe Dom Dom Young might stay. He won't be staying. He'll be going to the Roosters. Uh, Melissa, hi Barry. How rich would you be if you got a dollar for every question regarding Dom Young backflipping? <laughs> back yeah. On a serious note, can we get some NRLW players on the podcast? Thanks for keeping us all informed on the night's happenings. Love your work. Uh, Melissa, yes. To answer your question, um, I would be rich. Probably, well, I'd be... Five, five or six dollars richer this week because <laughs> um, there's been a few questions about Dom. Um, as far as the podcast goes, yes, I, I will um, endeavour to get some uh, some Knights females on the podcast 
before the end of the season. Um, and thanks for your support too, Melissa. Okay, finally. Oh, <laughs> I've got one from Mattress. You, you might answer this one too for us, Simon. Sure. Um, chocolate once opened in the fridge or in the cupboard? Oh, um, what kind of chocolate? Oh, hang on. <laughs> dairy milk. I'll just say dairy milk chocolate. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to go in the fridge, doesn't it? Okay. Well, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But my wife wouldn't. Oh. My wife reckons that, it, and she's a, um, I would say, what I would call a chocolate connoisseur, actually. Yeah. She, she believes that it loses some of the creaminess if it's... Um, if it's a bit cold. If it's a bit cold and a yeah. bit stiffer than that. But I prefer yeah. it in the fridge. But uh, I don't particularly don't like it melted much. Yeah, I don't like I don't like it melted but much. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm going to say in the fridge. You're saying in the fridge? Yeah, I'd probably put it in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, mattress, we've gone mm. two in the fridge. But I, I can vouch for my, my wife that it would not be in the fridge. In the what does she do with eggs? Does she put eggs in the cupboard yeah, as well? Eggs in the fridge. Eggs in the fridge. Yeah. 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 Sauce. Tomato sauce supposed to go See, in the fridge. See, this is okay. So this is actually something that's come up because I moved house recently, mm. and I've always put sauce in the cupboard, mm. no matter what it is. And now we put sauce in the fridge. Mm. There might be a topics in this. Actually. Yeah, topics yeah. column for you in this. It's making the burger sort of, cold, and I'm not about it. This, uh, <laughs> well, from a high, is, is it, uh, my sauce? Can, can I just tell you something? Yeah, I've got sauce in the cupboard, uh, and, and I don't think you're supposed to. I think from a yeah. hygiene or from a health point of view supposedly yeah. it's supposed to go in the fridge well you do end up with that you know but i put i put um vegemite in the cupboard as well some people put vegemite in the fridge oh yeah i, I put the vegemite in the cupboard yeah, yeah i put it in the cupboard same with peanut yeah. butter peanut butter goes um, in the cupboard yeah but all all i've got all the sauces in in the cupboard, in the cupboard. and yeah. i'm pretty sure but if see, you then i'm you pretty do, sure if yeah. you googled it they would say put it in the it's fridge recommended to put it in the fridge yeah because you do end up with that bottle of like tomato sauce from way in the back of the cupboard and you pull it out and it starts talking to you. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, I actually um, pulled the tomato sauce out the other day for something and, yeah. and, and just sort of quickly had a look at the use-by date, which was um, eight months ago. Eight months ago. <laughs> so it went out. Still good. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shake and go again. That's it. Put a little bit of hot water in there. <laughs> um, sorry, there's just one left. After all that, we, we're handling all the big issues today. Um, Kip Thompson, if you had to bet, who do you think will be the next player to NRL debut? More likely will happen next year with a fairly healthy uh, squad at present, but still might be an end of season smoky or two. Yeah, that's an interesting question, Kip. Um, off the top of my head, without even thinking about it, I would think that Riley Jones, maybe, if there's um, something happened to Phoenix... Crossland, maybe Riley Jones, the young hooker in New South Wales Cup, maybe get a maybe get a uh, a debut, maybe off the bench at some point. Um, but you know, you never know. It need an injury or two for anyone to to um, probably more than an injury or two for anyone to um, debut at this stage. But it's it's possible. Okay, that's it. I think we might have a rest from the. Um, Twitter mailbag next week. Oh yeah, we might, uh, yeah. We might give the Twitter mailbag um, a week off. Next Too many week. questions about Dom Young. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Baz needs to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to start drinking, <laughs> or keep drinking, one or the That's other. It. Anyway, uh, uh, as I said before, apologies for the um, 
for the uh, not the interview with Sean Rudder, but for the uh, quality of the interview, I guess. Um, but I'll leave that to Simon to see what he can do. Oh, you'll never notice. <laughs> 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 we'll be back next week for another one. See you then. <laughs>